Welcome to the Student Service Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Harris-Gill, Assistant Principal of Student Services. We are doing a series where you're going to get to know our staff on a deeper level. In the background, you are listening to our featured staff members' favorite work time song called There's a Rugged Road by Jude Sill. The name of this episode is interview with Anna. So sit back, relax, and get to know our KIPP staff. Stay tuned. Hey Anna, thank you for joining me on this episode. Hey Ms. Harris Gill, how's it going? I'm all right. I'm right. Doing all right. So I decided to do this so that we could get to know each other a little bit better. And everybody out there in the KIPP world can get to know you a little bit better since we don't get to get a chance to kind of like talk with each other. It's always like, all right, guys, got to go. Next class. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I'm going to go through, ask you a few questions. It's a natural like little conversation that we're going to have. Some of it, of it is going to be school related some of it not, and then we're going to play a game to end the show. Awesome. Can't wait. All right. Super. So my first question is, how long have you been teaching? Um, great question. Uh, this is my first year teaching at the middle school level, um, but I used to teach at the University of Minnesota for three years in the creative writing, English, and literature departments. Um, and I was a graduate instructor there. Uh, and then I worked for a year after with student athletes, um, mainly freshman football players who were redshirting um, for a year uh, before they were eligible. Got it. Getting those NCAA requirements in. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I remember that. I remember I used to have study hall because um, I was an athlete in college. And so I used to have to do study hall. But then after my first semester, because my grades were so good, I didn't have to do study hall as much. So it was great. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, is that where you had to support them? Was in their study hall hours? Uh, this was actually like writing intensives for students who were a bit behind. Um, so it was kind of like study hall, but I was working in small groups specifically for um, like writing study supports. Oh, okay. How long were you doing that? Just for a year? Uh, I did that for a year, but I did it throughout my time at the University of Minnesota too. So three years. So has any of the people that you were with gone like NFL or? No one that I've worked with uh, was in the NFL, but I did work with Vincent Greer, who was actually retired from the NBA. So he's a former uh, Miami Heat player. Um, and he was actually coming back to finish his degree because he got recruited when he was a junior at the University of Minnesota. Uh, so he came back and I helped him with um, with finishing up his degree. And that was awesome. He's a oh. really, really smart guy. How cool is that? It's, yeah. If I did not know, Anna is like <laughs> elbows with the celebrities out here. Um, how cool. So what school did you go to? Uh, for undergrad, I went to Pacific Lutheran University, um, which is in Tacoma, Washington. Um, I'm from Washington originally. Uh, it was my parents' alma mater. And then for grad school, I came out to the University of Minnesota uh, to their MFA in creative writing program, uh, where I was a poet. Um, and yeah, I'd never been to the Twin Cities before. So it was just an exciting, exciting move. What's a MFA? Masters in Fine Arts. Okay. So you were studying to be a poet. You're like trying to be the next like Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes. Do you like have a poetry book 
we need to be checking Amazon for anything? <laughs> uh, not yet. I'm actually working on revising it right now. That was my thesis, uh, was my book that I wrote. Um, so I got to work on it for three years, which was really amazing. Um, it's a super uh, small program. So there were 12 other people uh, in my cohort and three other poets. Um, and yeah, I, I defended my book actually as my thesis, but I'm still, it'll take me many years before I feel like it's done and like, like I actually want to submit it for publication. Totally, totally. And you can self-publish with Amazon people if you did not know that. <laughs> you can self-publish. My cousin did it. It was a terrible book. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no plugs on the podcast for the cousin. <laughs> no, no, there were so many misspellings. You do not want to see that book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, what not to write? That's exactly, if you want to use that for class purposes. That's great. <laughs> so uh, family, family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, what you got? Yeah, I'm the oldest of three. Um, so my younger sister uh, is two and a half years younger than me. And then I have a, a brother who's six years younger than me. Um, so I had the, you know, the strict upbringing and I resent them deeply, but no, I'm just kidding. They're like my best <laughs> friends. Uh, they're great. They're so wonderful. Um, and my sister's also a teacher. She teaches science in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. And then your brother does what? Uh, he's an aspiring, uh, and I say this only because he just needs to pass his boards, uh, occupational therapist. Okay, nice. We always need OTs. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently had a camping injury of, on my foot. I like ran into a tent post and I'm just calling and being like, is it broken? Like, what do I do? And, you know, he really, he put me on the right path. So. Got it. You can't do much with foot injuries. No. 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 You can just go get expensive x-rays, which was what I was trying not to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when I was in my first three years of um, working in a middle school, we played flag football inside of a gym and I um, caught a touchdown, but you know, the end zone wasn't that long and there was a wall. So I ended up like stopping myself by putting my foot out on the wall. And so, yeah, I ended up, I know I broke my toe. It snaps right now. I'm like, you can't oh, hear it. Oh, it <laughs> I know I broke my toe, but you couldn't do anything about it. Um, and we got in a lot of trouble because we were just definitely beaten up on those eighth graders. <laughs> <laughs> I love that oh, game. <laughs> it couldn't be me. <laughs> Loving it. Um, that brings me to my next question is like, if you were, if we were in person, what would be your club or sport that you would want to like run? You're like, this is mine. Oh man, that's such a fun question. Um, I feel like I have a lot, like there's so many things that I would be so happy to do. Um, one just very practically that I would be interested in is some kind of like literary arts magazine or zine for students. Um, it's also something that like, I've got my wheels turning about how we could do that online because so many, you know, zines are online. Um, but featuring, you know, student like op-eds and essays, uh, we have so many eighth graders that are just incredible artists that yeah. can, you know, have their art in their poetry. Um, something that I've been really inspired by uh, throughout the entire year with our students is anytime they're given a creative opportunity, they just like run with it in, in ways that um, I'm just totally floored by. Um, but then kind of like as a side uh, hobby, I did a lot of musical theater when I was growing up. 
uh, all throughout college. Uh, I love musicals um, and I just like love theater in general. Uh, and I think that would be something that is fun to do working with, uh, with students with like plays or drama in some way. What would be your go-to musical that you would like bring to Kip? Kip musical and produced by Anna, directed by Anna, written by Anna. What, what, well, maybe not written because you're playing no. somebody else's, but what, <laughs> what would it be? Oh man, I have honestly have no idea. That's like a way that that's one where I would really have to like mull on that for a while. Like, what's the best? What's the I'm best? Totally Hamilton. I'm like totally about Hamilton. Anybody Hamilton's great. <laughs> that's a that's a big production. It is. It is. You got it's a like, lot of players in that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many could you pull? Like, you could pull like maybe ten songs, and maybe it would tell the entire story. We're just we're cutting it down. We're like, how yeah, taking it down to ten because there's definitely a lot on there for sure. <laughs> one of my favorite. Um, so as we've been going through this remote learning experience, what's made your teaching experience easy, and then what's made it difficult? Hmm, that's a really. I don't. Well, you know, I should just start off by saying, obviously, I don't have anything to compare it to in terms of like teaching at Kip. Mm -hmm. um, so. I think what's made it easy are like just the students that are that like you show up for every day where like you know that they're excited you know that they want to learn um and they just like make the experience so welcoming for me uh so I would say that that's something that's definitely made it easy for just those students that I'm like oh I just can't wait to to see what they're gonna say today um yeah. difficult is just you know all things online uh, <laughs> uh, all the all the ways that communication like connects us also I feel like can be really um, isolating in some ways too like the fact that we're not able to just like be in community in the classroom um, while you can translate that in some ways to an online experience obviously it just isn't the same thing as as having students like talk to one another if yeah. we were in person um, and I'm excited for in the future you know yeah soon. There's that thing where you can just go up to a student and like tap them. Yeah. Or like um, where you can make movement in the space and we're not moving right now. Right. Also just even having students like talk to their partner is something that I feel like so, it's such a quick way for them to check in and, and be engaged. And there just really isn't an online <laughs> equivalent. Yeah, that think pair share. I think <laughs> exactly. is definitely a, a key formative assessment that we don't get to utilize as much in this because there's a lot of setup that has right. to go <laughs> into that. Um, cool. So uh, English question, how often do you find yourself correcting people at home on their grammar? Almost never. Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big grammarian. Uh, I'm kind of like a more of an ideas gal where it's like, if I understand what you're saying, that's, oh, that's all good to go. Like, uh, definitely if this is, if we're thinking about it in terms of student writing or if there's like a specific criteria that I'm grading for or talking about, I would think about that, but I'm not a big, um, corrector of grammar. Going to use a fake word there. <laughs> Was grammarian a, a actual word? I need to know. Grammarian is real. Corrector, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that makes the grade. All right. Um, okay. So we're going to play a game. Um, have you ever heard of this or that? 
I have, yes. We yes. I actually played this with my students on the first day of school. Nice, nice. Effectively. Well, <laughs> how effective I am with this. Awesome. So I'm gonna ask you some this or that questions, and then I'm gonna ask you a um, puzzling question, and then I'm gonna ask you our summary question. So Perfect. all right, so let's go ahead and get this started. This or that, uh, Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Oh, why? Well, I don't have either. Um, but I think Twitter has is is a really important news source, actually, like in the moment. Like if there's something going on in our community, uh, I will go on Twitter and see what people are posting about it in real time rather than like looking at the news. And Facebook, I, I do use it for Marketplace. I have an account with a fake name so that I can buy cheap furniture. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a Twitter account? I do not. I don't have a my I don't have like a Facebook account with friends. It's just like a random, you know, shell account. Got it. Or, Got it. Yeah. I changed my name on um all social media so that nobody can really find me. Um because you know they'll look you up. <laughs> find that picture from 2005 where you were in a bathing suit and nobody <laughs> needs to see that, right? Although I was rather good looking and I'm so out there. Um, nobody needs to see that uh, picture. I don't keep those pictures online, but I just, you know, just in case. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, next, cat or dog? Dog. Dogs, plural. Yeah. Love dogs. Them. More than one. I just love all, I mean, all kinds. I do have a cat though, so. Oh, okay. But no shade, no shade to Zinnia, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Zinnia is the cat's name? Yeah. Yeah, uh, cardio or weights? Cardio, I really like jogging. I would, um, you like jogging. I do, I can't, I mean, I say this because it's like, I cannot run. It's not fast enough to be considered a run, but I love to be outside and just listen to, some really bad pop music and just run around my neighborhood. So jogging for sure. Yeah. I would myself, I would prefer the weights. I'm like, and that's kind of like what's killing my soul right now. Cause um, that's how I, that's how I get down, get down in the weight room. Oh, uh, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Especially it was like, no, it's COVID out there. Yeah. I, I could go to the gym up the street. Mm, COVID. <laughs> You can just, you know, get soup cans. The, that's, what, well, right. that's what my mom used to do, like the Cindy Crawford, like soup can workout. Well, I bought these eight pound weights that Webb um, tends to make fun of me about. He doesn't know he's making fun of me. He talks about people with eight pound weights and I have sure. eight pound weights. Hence, he's making fun of me. I think the soup cans are clocking in at like two. So that's... <laughs> I have those water jugs. There you go. You know the water cooler? Yeah. Yeah, I have those jugs um, that I could, like those five-gallon jugs. So I can essentially use that. And I think that's more than eight pounds wet. That's innovation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's how I get down. Um, that's what they call me, the innovator. Bath or showers? Shower. 100%. Why 100%? I'm I'm not a big bath person. 
what is it what is it about the bath well i always That's have these aspirations that it's going to be really relaxing and i'm going to be able to read and then i like you know drop the book in the water and it's <laughs> the water gets cold quickly i'm too tall it's like i think it'll be good and then it's not so. got it you got to get yourself like a good bathtub exactly the, yeah. the, the critique is of the bathtub sure exactly. yeah and then the cleaning of the bathtub i can see i can see where you're going here but if you go to like a hotel, like I went to a hotel that had like this egg shaped bathtub and I knew I wasn't going to be the one that have to clean it. Well, I used the best out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the elite, the elite experience for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, ocean or mountains? Ocean. Uh, I was actually born on Bainbridge Island in Washington, which is just right off of Seattle. Um, and just it's my the the Pacific Northwest and just any anywhere close to the ocean is my favorite place in the whole world. You kind of got the best of both worlds, though, being yeah. in that area, right? Totally. All right, and that was this or that. And my final question for you—not final question, but my funny question—is: If you won the lottery, mm -hmm. what would you do? outside of teaching because you would stay with kip and give it a donation i know this yes. then what would right. you do <laughs> um that is oh man i hate how pragmatic my brain is i'm like invest and give it all away because they're like if you have the lottery money you're not supposed to keep it because it ruins your life um but yeah i think i would probably i, I mean I, it's like teaching is really what i want to do so i would could probably continue to teach. Uh, I would, of course, set aside a nest egg <laughs> of money um, to be able to travel. Uh, also, just to be able to like donate to um, organizations and groups that I care about. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think at the end of the day, I would try to give away as much as possible while still being like, you know, I won the lottery uh, because I just don't want it to. I don't want to be one of those people where they're like, oh, you won the lottery and now. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would I rather just like live off the interest of the lottery money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I'll take. I'll. I'll steal your answer. There, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live off the interest. Yeah, I just keep it, and then like if it was like, I don't know, if it was a million dollars, and you get a one. What's one percent of a million dollars? No, I don't do math. Anybody? Ten. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Two English dominant people. I know you should see me in Mr. Faluka's wow. math class in the morning trying to do slope. I'm like, whoa, that's wrong. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's going to be enough that I could live off every month. So I might as well just get the interest and just live off the interest of that money. Put my money into like yeah. a trust. I think it's like a hundred, it's a hundred thousand dollars, right? That's yeah. $10,000, one percent. 10%? Yeah, I did 10%. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Wow. This part. <laughs> this is off the record. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so my last question for you is how do you think students will remember you? Um, I think students will probably remember that I was very energetic, uh, sometimes in a way that they were excited about and sometimes in a way where they're like, you're doing too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I bring a lot of energy to class every day. 
um, and to like my relationships with students, with our like connections with students, and then just to our like class community overall, uh, or at least I try to. That's something that like I aspire to be to be doing every day. It's just bring in that kind of upbeat energy. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think anybody would like disagree with you. You definitely bring that energy in the space. Um, I appreciate you and what you have done for Kip and what you continue doing for us and things like that. Um, so awesome! Thank you so much for joining <laughs> um, during you know this just interview with Anna time. And I hope that everybody gets to know you a little bit better. Um, and I hope they like now we can like have like commonalities and you know that I have a cousin that can get you onto the publishing game. <laughs> right, exactly. Can't wait to ask them for a how to. <laughs> yeah, and then we have like, we know that she uh, rubs elbows with like celebrities. We know that you have a vast teaching experience that you didn't come, even though you're new to middle school, you're not new to the concepts of teaching. And we also know that you have a hidden secret Facebook account that you only use to buy furniture. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that you pretty much summed me up. You got yeah, it. <laughs> that's the bottom line. And that is the bottom line of, of interview with Anna. Thank you for listening to the Student Service Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Tiffany Harris-Gill, and that you just heard was Anna R., our English teacher here at KIPP, and we appreciate all that she has done for us and all that she's continuously going to do for us. And I hope that during this series, you get to know some of the staff members and get to understand them a bit more and have good um, moments of touch pointing that you can now relate with them just a tad bit more. So uh, this has been another Kip production. I'm out.